Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandweke.com. And now, here's Dr. Ferdinand with today's message. Hi, my name is Dr. Ferdinand Mweke, and I am your host on Living Truth. Thank you for joining us today on the program. I coordinate Eternity Ministries and its training arm, which we call Truth Institute. And at Eternity Ministries, we seek to live in time with eternity in view. We want to maximize Calvary so that we can enjoy the full benefits of everything that Jesus purchased, as well as help other people to also do the same. And then we also want to raise and equip leaders and others that will be a blessing to multitudes in our time. Amen. Eternity Ministries is not a church. Uh, so the purpose of living truth is not to make you the member of a church. <laughs> you know, praise God for pastors and other churches. But our agenda is not to make you a member of our church, but to equip you with the truth of God's word so that you can walk in victory, so that your life can bring glory to God and then you can maximize your destiny. Today on Living Truth, we will be continuing in the Kingdom series which we began in the last broadcast, and we will be looking at this time to understand the kingdom. We have established the priority of the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, the Lord Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. That means we must put the kingdom first, and the law of priorities is that what you put first affects everything else. What you put first secures everything else. It secures everything else. And God is not so much concerned about what people seek as he is concerned about what they seek first. What they seek first. It is what we put first that determines what happens with all the rest. So we are going to make some progress to gain a further understanding of the kingdom so father bless this time uh that we spend together with my listeners on living truth and open our eyes to understand the dynamics the nature and the power of your kingdom in jesus name amen so there are some scriptures we will be reading and we will be reading from matthew chapter 6 this is the lord jesus speaking and he said in matthew chapter 6 from verse 9 matthew chapter 6 I'm reading from verses 9 to um, 13. After this manner, therefore pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts or our trespasses as we forgive our debtors or those who have trespassed against us. Verse 13, And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In this passage of scripture, the Lord Jesus was primarily teaching his disciples about how to pray. In the earlier verses, he told them about how some people pray. They want to pray and make a show out of prayer. Some of them pray thinking that God is going to answer them because they prayed loud and because they prayed strong. You know, they, they did a lot of uh, gymnastics and they shouted and they screamed, you know, when they prayed. Therefore, since they have prayed it very seriously, <laughs> you know, now God must answer them. Jesus said, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. He said, when you pray, you are speaking to a father. A father who already knows exactly what you need. A father who knows what you are going through. You can be real with him. You can pour out your heart to him. You can keep it simple. You can put your faith in him, not in your own uh, uh, acrobatics in the place of prayer. So, and in the prayer that Jesus taught, which is actually much, much more than a prayer, he set out a manifesto that is nothing less than the kingdom manifesto. This is what the kingdom of God is about. So Jesus said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then he now said, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. The next thing then is give us this day our daily bread. Now again from this passage of scripture, we see the priority of the kingdom. Long before daily bread in this prayer, Jesus didn't say, give us our father who art in heaven. Give us our daily bread. No, 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 no. He said, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. He puts the name of the king first. And then he says, let your kingdom come. Let your government come. Let your rule come. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then he now said, give us this day our daily bread. The reason is because the kingdom is more important than our daily bread. To tell you the truth, why do you need daily bread? It's so that you can please the king. You see, in a kingdom, everything is about the king. A kingdom is very different from a democracy. You see, in a democracy, in a democracy, the, the, it is the government of the people, by the people, for the people. But a kingdom is the government of the king by the king for the king. A kingdom is not a democracy. In a kingdom, the king comes first. You know, I spent some time to research kingdoms. And what I understood is that a kingdom is, first of all, a type of government. You see, the kingdom of God is not, first of all, heaven to which we are going. Now, of course, heaven is the headquarters of God's kingdom. And as citizens of God's kingdom, by the grace of God, we will eventually get to heaven. Because we are citizens of the, of the kingdom. I mean, if an American wants to go back to Washington, D.C., he will be able to go back to Washington, D.C. because he's an American citizen. So, the, the, that's the headquarters of his government. You see, the kingdom of God is more than heaven. The kingdom of God is headquartered in heaven, but the kingdom of God rules over all things. The Bible says the Lord has established his throne in heaven 
and his kingdom rules over all. So the kingdom of God, technically speaking, is the territory of his rule. And the territory of God's rule extends over everything that God created. God is the king of all creation. He is the king of all of heaven and all of earth and the entire universe which he made for his glory. So his kingdom extends over all. Now, the next thing about the kingdom is that the kingdom is also a territory that is ruled over by the king. So the first principle of the kingdom is that the kingdom is a kind of government that is different from all other types of government. So if you want to understand the kingdom, you need to see, first of all, that a kingdom is not a democracy. You see, the problem for many of us in understanding the kingdom of God is that we are trying to use a democratic mindset to understand something that is different. Let me give you an example. I spoke with several of my friends from the southwest of Nigeria. I find that in our country here, you know, um, in, in, in Nigeria, the people that understand the kingdom most, my people do not understand kingdoms. I'm from the southeast. But if you go to the southwest and you go to the north, you have kings. In the north, of course, the kings in the north are called emirs. And, you know, in the south, you have Obas and Kabyesis. I spent some time to speak with my friends from the southwest, and they explained to me the power and the attributes of the king in their culture. The king is Kabyosi, the unquestionable one. You, you don't question what the king said. In fact, they said to me that in their culture, the king owns the land. I mean, of course, the fullness of all of these kingdom attributes manifested before democracy arrived. So the king was supreme. The king owns the land. Everything of Balonile, that's how the Yoruba say it, that the king owns the land. Everything in the kingdom belongs to the king. In fact, not just everything, everybody in the kingdom belongs to the king. The land belongs to the king. The king can take whatever he wants and nobody can ask him a question because he is the king. That's a, that's, that's a kingdom. Now, of course, in a democracy, you don't do that. Now, in a kingdom, the king is not voted into office. You don't elect a king. He's, he, is, he inherits the kingdom or he conquers territory and then he wins over that territory as part of his kingdom. A kingdom is different. A king does not give account of any of his matters. A king can take anybody from the dunghill and make him anything that he wants. That was exactly what Pharaoh did for Joseph. That's exactly what Pharaoh did for Joseph. That's exactly, you know, Joseph was a prisoner, but Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, took Joseph from prison one moment and he made him prime minister because Joseph interpreted his dream. That is a kingdom. The king can make you anything that he wants to make you and nobody can question that. That's what Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, did for Daniel. When Daniel interpreted his dream, the king promoted him and nobody can question. In fact, when Pharaoh was going to promote Joseph, I believe that Potiphar was there. Potiphar was the chief bodyguard to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh, king of Egypt, promoted Joseph. Nobody could say, excuse me, your majesty, can we vote? You don't vote in a kingdom. The kingdom belongs to the king. So we see that, first of all, the kingdom is the absolute rule of the king that does not give account of any of his matters. Then the kingdom is a place. It's a place. So the kingdom of God is the territory over which God rules. Now that territory can be an individual. It can be my body. 
my mouth is a territory my eyes are a territory my family is a territory our nation is a territory the church is a territory all the kingdoms of this world they are territories planet earth is a territory so the kingdom of god is the government of god over every territory from the smallest to the greatest it is the government of god over a life over a heart the kingdom is when god sits enthroned inside my heart and is ruling me so when he is ruling me then his kingdom has come in my heart when he is ruling my family his kingdom has come in my family of course eventually that kingdom is going to come in its fullness when jesus comes to establish his literal kingdom but in the interim every territory where jesus rules becomes a part of that glorious kingdom and then all the benefits of the rule of the king can then manifest in that kingdom territory it's very important that we understand this you see we have seen the kingdom of god for those of us who have heard of the kingdom we have seen it in a future sense a place where we are going the kingdom of god is much much more than a place to which we are going in the book of Luke, the Lord Jesus Christ told us that the kingdom of God is not going to come with observation. So people are going to say, there is the kingdom. You know, see the kingdom there. Look at the kingdom there. He said, because the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom is current. It is operational. It is ruling inside you. So we see then that God's kingdom is his government and it is the territory of that government. What about heaven? heaven is the headquarters of the kingdom so because we we are citizens of god's government while we are here on earth when we leave this world we go to heaven you see it is only those in whom the king of heaven rules that will eventually go to heaven not just those that go to church and not just those that practice different religions if you cannot get to heaven if you are not a citizen of heaven and the only way to become a citizen of heaven is for the king of heaven to sit in your heart. The Lord Jesus Christ, the king that rules in heaven, for him to also rule in your heart. Then when it is time for you to depart from this world, you are going to spend eternity with your king in heaven. So the quickest way to go to heaven is to allow the king of heaven to rule inside you. When he comes to collect his people, when that trumpet sounds, you will be among those that will go. Why? Because the same king that is coming is already ruling in your heart, is ruling in your life. So the kingdom of God is the rule of God, present and eternal, present and, the, and to come. So it's important we understand that. So the kingdom is not just something in the future. It's a present government. So you can imagine the government of God ruling over your family. Imagine what is going to happen when you appoint Jesus king in the relationship between you and your wife and your children. When you make him king over your business, you make him king over your body. So Jesus is the one that will now determine what you will do with your body. Whatever the king does not allow, you will not do. Imagine what is going to happen when Jesus becomes king in our offices. And in the offices, Jesus is ruling. He's sitting on the throne of the accountant. Is he going to change figures? He's not going to do that because there is a king in him. You know, when I was running my private hospital, I knew that 
I have a king that is living inside me. Some ladies will come to me back in those days in my private practice and they want abortions. And of course, I cannot do abortion for a woman when King Jesus is sitting in my heart. So even my hospital is kingdom territory. The only thing that can be done in that hospital is the will of the king himself. Is this beginning to make some more sense now? So you see, the kingdom is more than just going to heaven. Going to heaven. No, going to heaven is the end point of having the king rule in your life here on earth. That, that, that is a very crucial matter. So we will continue to gain understanding of this kingdom uh, in the next segment of our broadcast. So don't go away. I will be back with further understanding of the kingdom of God. Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandweke.com Dr. Ferdinand will be back after this short break. Join Dr. Ferdinand and other servants of God for Living Truth Life every last Sunday of the month. Brace up for life-changing teachings, prayers, and ministrations. Dr. Ferdinand is not a church pastor, but a teacher of God's Word. You will be nourished with the Word and equipped to maximize your destiny. Venue, Large Banquet Hall, Pineal Apartment, 171 Ademola Adetokumbo Crescent, Busi 2 Abuja. Time is 4 p.m. For books, CDs, and other materials, visit our office at Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Ako Estate, Airport Road, Abuja. Listen to Dr. Ferdinand online at our website, www.eternityministries.org. That is, www.eternityministries.org. Or call 081-066-06076. That is, 081-066-06076. Zero six zero seven six. Dr. Ferdinand welcomes your partnership to help spread the solid truth of God's word and to keep living truth on the air. Call now 081-066-06076 or email ferdinand.mweke at gmail.com. Welcome back. Um, now, before the break, we were looking at what Jesus meant when he spoke about the kingdom of God. You see, we saw that the kingdom of God is a principle, it's a type of government that is different from a democracy. And then we also saw that the kingdom of God is the territory over which God rules. And that territory is not just cosmic, it is also, you know, local. You understand? It's as local as my fingers. When God rules over my heart, my eyes, my mouth, my body, my spirit, my temper, when God rules over my family, he rules over my business, then his kingdom has come in that territory. And because his kingdom is in place, then only his will can be done there. When God rules, now the territory can become a family. It can become a state it can become a, a church congregation it can become a, a city it can become a nation and of course it can become the entire universe but all of them are territories from the smallest territory to the greatest territory when god rules presently and practically in a life 
then you will say that the kingdom has come to that life. And eventually, Jesus is going to come to establish the kingdom of God literally here on earth. But that is the ultimate. So the kingdom is not just future. The kingdom is also in the present. Now, in the text that we read, the Lord Jesus put the kingdom before everything else. He said, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That was before he said, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You see, all of these requests are very important requests. But to tell you the truth, you will notice from this prayer that even what's the purpose of daily bread for a citizen of the kingdom? It is to please the king. The purpose of the daily bread is so that you can eat and then serve the purpose of the king. Why do we need our trespasses forgiven? It is so that we can be right with the king. We don't want to quarrel with the king because quarreling with a king in a kingdom is deadly, is dangerous. The king could kill. Imagine that back in the olden days, somebody was quarreling with King Nebuchadnezzar. That is a dangerous, a dangerous enterprise for, to do with the king of Babylon. You want to be at peace with him. So Jesus said, forgive us our trespasses. We should pray like that. And then we forgive others. Why do we forgive others? Because you cannot receive forgiveness from the king and then withhold forgiveness from a fellow kingdom citizen. That will be an offense to the king. So because the king is showing forgiveness, we must resemble the king. We have to behave like the king. Or else the king could call us to account. How can I forgive you and then you refuse to forgive your, your fellow citizen? After I have shown you grace. So as recipients of grace, as people that depend on grace, we must also give grace to other people by forgiving them. And then he said, don't lead us into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. So you see, all of these requests for our needs for protection and for deliverance, they are coming after the priority of the king and the kingdom has been established in our lives. So, the kingdom is the most important thing. It grieves my heart that many of our churches, much of our preaching, we are not talking about the kingdom. We are talking about what we can get, what the king is going to do for us. But we are not talking about the rule, the government of the king over our lives. I believe that's why our nation is the way it is. If the king is ruling in every one of us and we carry the king to our offices, we carry the king to the hospital where we work, we carry him. So when we are working, if you are a citizen of the king, you are working in the office, you are not just working for the government, you are working for the king. So you are not doing eye service. You are not going to abandon your job because you are serving the king even at your work. So wherever we are, we are citizens of the kingdom and we are under the government of the king. Now, if you look at the end of the prayer, Jesus now said, For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. So you see this model prayer that Jesus gave to us begins with the kingdom and it ends with the kingdom. Why is that so? Because the kingdom is by far the most important matter of all. So the kingdom of God is global, it is universal, but it's also personal. It's also local in the fact that that kingdom must rule within us. Amen. Now that kingdom's duration is eternal. The kingdom of God is not temporary. It's 
For us, it begins in time when we receive the king as our Lord and our Savior. And it will last for all eternity. Now, that kingdom has glory. You say, for thine is the kingdom, the glory, the power, and the glory. The kingdom has power. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not in talk, in word, but in power. There is no kingdom that can function without power. Because another kingdom will come and overrun it. You see, there is also the kingdom of darkness, but because the kingdom of God has ultimate power, there is nothing the kingdom of darkness can do to a citizen of the kingdom of God. So the power of the kingdom is the power of the king to bless his citizens, to protect his citizens, to provide for them. That is the way the kingdom works. Now, Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. He was speaking to Peter. And the keys of the kingdom represent the principles. They represent the, the, the way by which we are going to operate in the kingdom. They represent the protocols. And that's why in this kingdom series, we are going to come to see that the kingdom of God runs on protocols. You see, every kingdom has its own highly Every kingdom has its own ways. You know, people from northern Nigeria, they'll call it Hali. The kingdom has its own ways, its own values, its manifestations, how that kingdom operates. And the way a particular kingdom operates is not the same that another kingdom operates. So as citizens of God's kingdom, one of the things that we do is we grow to know the protocols, the operations, the manner, the ways of our king. And the operations of his kingdom. The more we know that, the more we can flow in the king's agenda, the more our lives can please the king, and then the more the king can bless us with everything that we can need. Now, Jesus also thought that his kingdom is not of this world. He made that statement when he stood before Pilate. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. Now, that does not mean that the kingdom is not in this world. It simply means that its origin is not from here. The kingdom is of another place, but not of this world. So the kingdom is in this world, but it is not of this world. Now, that itself has several connotations. It means that the citizens of this kingdom cannot live merely for this world. Because their kingdom is not of this world. So we put eternity first. Our kingdom is an eternal kingdom, the kingdom to which we belong. We put eternity first. When any interest clashes with the interest of our kingdom, we put the kingdom first. We put our king first. We put, we prioritize him. And because we put him first, you know that he himself even put us first. When Jesus went and died on the cross, that was the king. The king put us first. He laid down his own life so that we can have eternal life so after the king has put us first and given his life for us it will not be correct for us to put him second so this is the kingdom of god and how do you maximize this kingdom it begins by receiving jesus as king in your life and i'd like to welcome you to do that by praying this prayer after me say lord jesus i believe that you are the christ the son of the living god Come into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for praying that prayer. Uh, we will be coming back to you with living truth. So stay connected. But don't forget 
the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains will become. God bless you. Join Dr. Ferdinand and other servants of God for Living Truth Life every last Sunday of the month. Brace up for life-changing teachings, prayers, and ministrations. Dr. Ferdinand is not a church pastor, but a teacher of God's Word. You will be nourished with the Word and equipped to maximize your destiny. Venue, Large Banquet Hall, Pineal Apartment, 171 Ademola Adetokumbo Crescent, Wuse 2 Abuja. Time is 4 p.m. For books, CDs, and other materials, visit our office at Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Ako Estate, Airport Road, Abuja. Listen to Dr. Ferdinand online at our website, www.eternityministries.org. That is, www.eternityministries.org. Or call 081-066-06076. That is, 081-066-06076. Zero six zero seven six. Dr. Ferdinand welcomes your partnership to help spread the solid truth of God's word and to keep living truth on the air. Call now 081-066-06076 or email ferdinand.mweke at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us on Living Truth today. We believe you've been blessed. Connect with Dr. Ferdinand on Facebook, facebook.com slash drferdinandmweke.com. That is facebook.com slash DR Ferdinand Unwaken or call 0808-793-5270. That is 0808-793-5270. Or visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandunwake.com for more resources and to sign up to our Living Truth podcast. Until next week when we bring to you another edition of Living Truth. Don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains become. And your power shows.